0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. No more passive thinking. No more passive thinking. You know, to be passive just means you just let anything happen. You just let it happen and you let it go on. You don't try to do anything, you don't try to intervene, you don't try to change it. And so we're not going to have passive thinking, we're going to have thinking that's proactive based upon the Word of God, amen? And so tonight, I just want to share these things with you because it's things in my life that have shaped me and molded my life to make me into the Christian and the Christian leader that I am today. And had these principles not been imparted to me, I wouldn't be here, I don't think, you know? Because I spent years not knowing them and lived a, a pretty mundane life. But then when I began to see these things and accept them and receive them and act upon them, my life was radically changed. So... I'm going to start reading to you out of the message bible tonight in 2 Corinthians 10:3 through 6. The world is unprincipled. It's dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair but we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. I don't know if you know this or not, but our culture is corrupt. People, In so many different arenas, it may be business, it may be government, or whatever, and they will stand in your face and tell you a lie and say it's the truth. It's a corrupt culture that we live in. Used to, you know, there were a lot of principled people. Now, I'm not saying that there's not any more, but it's less and less of that because Christianity is being pushed out in our nation. And we are embracing and pulling into ourselves things that are corrupt and unprincipled. So that's just the way the world is. That's the way the world operates. And as we grow closer and closer to Jesus coming, it's gonna be more and more that way. I really believe that. And I think that we are seeing that today without any doubt. Well, do you know Proverbs talks about the ignorant masses? He said some people will just believe anything. If the government tells us that the sky is brown, And the grass is blue. Well, we'll just believe that because after all, they tell us the truth. It's ignorant people. Ignorant masses. And God wants to take people like you and me that were one time ignorant but he wants to take us and fill us full of his word and help us to develop and to become full of wisdom and full of knowledge. Not ignorant, not unlearned, but to be powerful men and women of God that have a wisdom that is such, a, you know, a cutting edge, such a a, a wonderful, wonderful impartation of the Holy Spirit coming into our life to reveal truth that we are outstanding, like Daniel. He was, there was something different about Daniel. If you read over there in the book of uh, Proverbs, I think it is, and it talks about Daniel. and, And it talks about that he was greater than his fellows. Now, If you look it up, he was superior. He was above. And see, we're above the ignorant masses. Not that we're better than anyone else, but that we receive the truth and we're able to grow thereby, which the scripture tells us can happen. But now listen to this. We use our God tools, God tools, I like that, don't you? You men, you know, in your garage, I know Eddie in the garage, there's all kinds of tools out there. That's man tools. (laughs) But God has tools. And he equips his people to do things, to make things, to shape things through these God tools. So we use our God tools for smashing warped things philosophies warp if we do not live in a time of warped philosophies people believe lies Isaiah said there'll come a time where people will call truth a lie and a lie the truth and then in another place he said they'll call evil good and good evil we're there But these God tools will smash these warped philosophies and they'll tear down barriers erected against the truth of God. There are barriers... Folks, it's in our nation today. There's great and mighty walls being built up in our nation to divide people from the truth, divide them from their God, divide them from the power of the Holy Spirit. But your God tools will tear down the walls. Now, of course, in your life, and you want the the walls torn down in your life, I would think, But what about other people? What about those loved ones that are around your life? What about your family? What about the people you work with? What about friends? What about acquaintances? God can use you as his tool in his hand to tear down the walls, the barriers that have been erected in this land, amen? Amen. Now listen to this, once you tear down and once you smash those warp philosophies, then listen to this, fitting every loose thought and emotion or impulse into the structure of life shaped by Jesus Christ. Now I want you to think about that. You've got emotions I've got emotions and our emotions many times take us away from God, take us away from God's truth, take us away from his principles. And so what we have to do is get those emotions fitted. They have to fit into God's mold and then our thinking Again, our thinking. We we think things all the time. I mean, we're thinking, thinking, thinking. You know, you go lay down in the bed sometime at night, and what happens? You know, it's like you've got this button, you know, that's just been turned on, and think, 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 think. Thoughts. Okay, but many times those thoughts are outside of the parameters of the Word of God. You know, you all know this for sure. You know, you get in an argument with a family member. It can be a spouse or, you know, a brother, sister, uh, you know, whatever. And you get into, and and I mean, you're so angry and you could, you know, just smack them. (laughs) But now you wouldn't, right? No, we wouldn't do that. But... But that's the way you feel. But isn't it something how those emotions and your thoughts, I can't stand them. Can you And here you just go. And, and then though, the next day, that subsided. And there's been apologies. And there's been words that have been spoken to bring healing. And then what? You don't feel that way at all, do you? See, we can't be people... Who let our thoughts and our emotions and our impulses take us away from God and take us away from His principles? Well, I just feel like cussing. Well, you know, I've been there. But you know what? I'm not going to do it. Why? Because I have trained myself. I have smashed barriers, warped philosophies that, oh, you can say anything you want. God doesn't care. That's not true. That is not true. And you can say all the words that you want to say and then say, well, Jesus still loves me. Well, that's a true statement. He would still love you. But I can tell you when you put yourself in a position like that, you're pushing outside boundaries and you're going to get in trouble. Because it's a curse word today and it's something else tomorrow. That's the way it goes. Little by little, the devil will take you out. Well, you're, you're just approved. No, I'm a Christian and I believe that I'm going to give an account for my words and I'm not going to identify with people of the world and I don't want to be in a group of people and they can't tell me from people in the world. well, you're just self-righteous. No, I'm a Christian. Do I always do things right? Absolutely not. And neither do you. We hang out with each other and we'll find out how much we don't do right. You know, that's just the way, the way that it is. But that's why we need grace. That's why we need the blood for cleansing and forgiving us. Amen? So anyway, we have to fit these loose thoughts, loose thoughts, Capture them, pull them in, impulses, pull it in. I just feel like telling them off. I just feel like saying some things to them that they need to hear. Well, you know what? Before you do that, you better step back and you better say tomorrow and I'm going to be sorry for this. Well, I want to take it back tomorrow because once that's out there, yeah, you might get forgiveness from someone, but once that's out there, it's real hard to do, you know, just, you know, you think these magic erasers, Mr. Clean's magic erasers, it's not going to take it away. People are going to have to deal with that. They're going to have to deal with what you said, what you did. And again, they may forgive you. But there's issues that are related to that, and we need to put a clamp on it to these impulses and our thoughts and our emotions, because our emotions are like roller coasters. Do you know it? You know, I, I don't ride roller coasters much. I've been on a few, and I don't get back on them after that. But I mean, what, what does a roller coaster do? Up. Uh, and down up and down and see that's the way sometimes we are with our emotions with our impulses and even our thoughts one day you know we we got our thoughts you know we captured our thoughts you know we're going to bring them into the obedience of the word of god one day then the next day everything's off all you know everything's off here we go again up and down see One thing about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if there's somebody in here tonight that's not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, not been filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to be because that helps bring, when you get the Word of God, it helps stabilize your life. Now, if you just get the Holy Spirit and you don't get in the Word, you won't be. But if you get into the Word and you get filled with the Holy Spirit, it will help stabilize your life. And see, when I say stabilized, I want you to hear me now. I'm not talking about no power, I'm not talking about flavorless, powerless. I'm talking about full of the power of God. Full of the Holy Spirit, but yet you learn to be even instead of all this up and down roller coaster ride that we go on as Christians. And we need to we need to bring These thoughts and these impulses, and we need to fit them in. Look how it says this. I like it. Fitting every loose thought, every loose emotion, every loose impulse into the structure into structure. Oh, I don't like structure. I'm just loosey goosey. Anything goes. Well, sometimes it's good to be spontaneous, you know, sometimes it is, but you know, structure is good. Parents need to learn that with their children. Structure is good, and if you don't have structure, your kids are going to suffer for it. All of us need structure in our life. There's a time to go to bed, there's a time to get up, there's a time to go to work, there's a time to fix dinner, there's a time to do homework for our children. We need structure. And that's important. I think that's one of the reasons, you know, we have so many family issues because we don't have structure. We don't have structure in our personal life, in our spiritual life. So we don't have structure in day-to-day living in our family. You know, and I've taught women over the years, you know, uh, as a mom. You know, and I I worked in ministry ever since my kids were born. And I brought them into that. But I, I was a mom and so... I, had, I was a mom first, and so I had to take care of them. And so I learned things to structure my life and structure their life so that it wasn't chaos and this looseness that it's talking about here. You know, after I fixed dinner and cleaned up the dishes, you know, I would start planning for the next day to have structure You know, if if they wanted cereal the next morning, I put the cereal in the bowl, I put the plastic wrap over it, I laid the napkin out, the spoon out, I got their clothes out the night before, or they did. They took a bath by a certain time. Structure! Well, is it only for family, life, and children? No. Structure is in our life. Today, I had to discipline myself to get ready to speak here tonight. Now I had a hundred things I could do and my desk is piled up and I have all kinds of things to do but I have structure and I had prayer time and study time and I can get it done. I don't seem to be able to get anything done. I have days, you know, and I'll tell Eddie, I'll get up in the morning and it's like I'm moving in slow motion. I usually don't do that. I'm like a house of fire. You know what I'm saying? But, But, you know, sometimes... We just can't get into that groove. So we all have times like that. But you can't live 24-7 out of the groove. You got to get in the groove. You got to get in that structure. You got to, well, I I don't have time to um, read my Bible. Man, I know what life is like and it is hard sometimes. But you know, if it's midnight and you had not read your Bible, read it. If you need to get up earlier in the morning, Structure! I don't even know why I'm talking about that, but somebody needs it. So I just want to say that our thought life is vital to our flourishing in the Lord. This thought life and controlling their thoughts and controlling our impulses and controlling our emotions. Now, I don't know about you, but when I get on the freeway that's a challenging time for me because I'm ready to get where I'm going, aren't you? Everybody else isn't. You know, they're talking on their cell phone and they're visiting with whoever's in the car with them and, you know, their mind is not, and my mind is, I gotta get there. It's time. I gotta be there. And so, when I get in that position, I can change into another person. (laughs) I can let my impulses and my emotions and even my thoughts take me somewhere I don't wanna be. But you know what, I learned this because of just my temperament and the way, you know, my makeup and the way that I am, I learned that allowing that, you know, trying to segment that away from the rest of my spiritual life, but, you know, acting like, you know, uh, just speedy Gonzales on the freeway or something, everybody get out of my way, it would affect my spiritual life. It, it, it would bleed over. And it would affect me spiritually. So see, we, we try to segment, just like when I grew up, it was like this, a segment your life. Okay, when you go to church, you're really spiritual. You're really spiritual. You amen. amen. Yes, Amen. You really get into the service, you sing, and you're exuberant about your worship to the Lord. But I'm telling you, man, the minute that your coattail hits that door going out, (laughs) spiritual, that's for inside the sanctuary. But see, you can't segment your life that way. You are a Christian 24-7 wherever you go, whatever you do, whatever you're involved in. Now, you can be more vocal in certain situations and circumstances than you can in others. But wherever you go, you don't divorce yourself from your Christianity and the, the, the partner of the Holy Spirit inside of you. It's not compartmentalized, you know. Okay, I'm stepping over into the Spirit now. Okay, now I'm going back over into the, the secular realm. No. You're a spirit being, and you're in the spirit all the time, whether you act like it or not. And see, that I'm telling you something here that I learned. you got to get it under control. Now, my situation with that freeway thing may not be what you deal with. It's totally different, totally different, not even any comparison there. But you see, we can do it in our home life. We can get in our homes, and we can scream and yell at each other, We can be unkind to one another. We can be impatient with one another. But man, when we step across the threshold of that door coming in this building, oh, we turn into somebody. We're Miss Saint. Mr. Spirituality. We turn into somebody else. But see, that's not true. You go into your home, you're Jesus Christ in your home. He's in you. You represent Jesus to your children, to your spouse, to your family. Now, whether you are a good example of that or not, I mean, only you can determine that. We all fail and come short in it. But one of the, mo- one of the most freeing things to me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and me coming into the Spirit-filled life was I can be who I am And that is a God-lover, a God-fearer, full of the Holy Ghost, walking in the gifts of the Holy Spirit just all the time. I don't have to put on my spiritual face or take it off. That you see me, it's who I am. I'm that way all the time. Until I get on the freeway. No. (laughs) No. I'm trying there too. All right? Matthew 6, 31, listen to this. It says, therefore, take no thought saying. Everybody thinks, okay, what? Thoughts come. They come to all of us. So what do we do when those thoughts come? He says, thoughts do come. Therefore, take. Don't receive it. Don't lay hold of it. Don't clutch the thought. You know, if, if we just had the cutest little baby tonight and had it in here, you know, we just want to hold it and clutch it and love it. Well, see, many times that's what we do, the wrong kind of thinking. It comes and he said, don't take it, don't clutch it, don't receive it, don't bring it into yourself by saying it, by talking about it. And too many times, you know, the devil comes to us. What does the Bible say about the devil? He is the father of all lies. He's the liar of all liars. If you, I I tell you, there's a guy in ministry, and I won't call his name, but I mean, he lies. He's a pathological liar. Well, where does that come from? The father of lies. That's where it comes from. And so when he's speaking to you, he's speaking lies to you, half-truths. See, that's what he did to Jesus. Half-truths twist and warp the Word of God and lie. And then when he brings the lies to you, what do you do with the lies? Well, you know, I i know, i I saw them look at me and... I must have done something. And then we go to, did, did you see so and so when I came in the room, did, did you watch their facial expression? Did you see that? And see, it all came from a thought, a loose thought that comes floating in. That the devil wants to plant, and then we start clutching it and holding it in our lives, babying it, pampering it, and then it becomes a part. To us, it's reality. When the person, uh, honestly, not too long ago, someone said, you, you know, I must have done something to you. Because I can tell the way that you respond. And it's like, respond? I mean, I, I, I barely even know you. <laughs> so for me, to look a certain way, I'm not even knowing. I don't even know. The father of lies. Well, you know, the economy's real bad and, and and I'm just, I'm afraid I'm gonna lose my home. Where did that loose thought come from? Are people losing their jobs? Are people losing their homes? Yes, they are, but that doesn't mean that you have to. This is where you fit your thought life, your impulses, your emotions. You fit them into this God-structured life And we get it through the word of God. God has not given me a spirit of fear. How do you, see, you don't start, I'm afraid, I'm going to lose my job. I'm afraid, I'm afraid. There There may be rumblings at your work. And you're hearing things. But you see, take no thought to yourself. Don't clutch it. Don't bring it into your bosom. Don't hold it. But take no thought by saying, and then you begin to say what God says about you. Counter it. Remember, you know, it, it, it was talking about your, your, God, your God tools. Use your God tools. What is the sword of the Spirit? What is that? It's the Word of God. It's a God tool. And the word of God, when the father of lies comes to you, you take your sword out, you put the word of God in your mouth, and it's just as if you took a big saber and you begin to slice the devil up, slice up the lies, slice up the thoughts, slice up the imaginations. Kill him, buddy, kill him. Kill the thoughts. Don't allow them to stay. You know, it's just like a seed. If you plant a seed, nothing shows for a little while. But when you plant that, those thoughts, it's like seeds. And then you keep watering them by the things you say and the things you do and the actions that you have. And pretty soon, you've got a plant. And the plant is producing fruit, except it's not the kind of fruit you want it to produce. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's what kind of fruit. Amen. Amen? But the Bible says, take no thought by saying it. And then Second Corinthians 10, 5 in the King James says this, cast down thoughts. Cast them down. Okay, the thoughts up here, I, I mean, it is major The thought is up here. It's big. It's looming before you. Cast it. Take it. Take it down by using your God tools, the Word of God, praise and worship, prayer. Take your God tools, grab hold of it, and pull it down. Now, you can't do it with your hands. You can't do it with natural weapons, but the weapons that God has given you, it's for warfare. And they're your God tools, and you use them. Now, I just want to give you just, I just started thinking about some miscellaneous information that I wanted to impart to you tonight about not being passive in your thinking. Amen? Amen. Your mind is controlled, of course, by what you're thinking. Isn't that correct? Okay? Okay. I'm going to just tell you, I'm just going to go down through here. Thoughts have a magnetism to them. You have a poor self-image and you think on that and you meditate on it all the time. It has a magnetism. And people that look at you, they start thinking, well, you know, they have a poor self-image. So they start seeing you in a certain way. It's a magnetism. Well, I'm going to fail You know, I I wanted to accomplish this with my life. I wanted to do that. But I guess that's not going to happen. Magnetism and and the rays are pulling things to you. Man, when I realized that, I started to change. Because I don't want a lot of things that I was saying and thinking. And see, let me tell you something. There are things that are on the inside of us. You can look at me and I've got some things deep down, desires, deep down things that are just between me and God. No one, no one can see those things. No one can understand those things, positive or negative, though. They have a magnetism, and they're pulling things to me, pulling in my life. Well, the same way it is with you. And it can either have a positive magnetism or a negative one. Amen? Okay, another um, thought I wanted to share with you. Don't receive wrong thoughts. Just don't receive them. We talked a little bit about that. Don't clutch it. Don't take it. Don't receive it unto yourself. The third thing, watch what you put before your sight and your hearing that are contrary to God's word. Now, I want to tell you something. You can control the gateway to your life, to your mind. You can control it. This is just the way I am. If there's something on TV and I'm in a place and I can cut it off, I'm not watching it because I'm not putting it in my spirit. If I'm in a public place, I'll get up and move. I'll go ask them to change stations. They might not always want to, but that doesn't stop me from asking. The music I listen to. See, what I see, if I, if I watch, I tell you some of these programs, today the violence is, it's just, I, I, I'm just, I can't believe it. It's like people who come up with the violent acts that are done against other people on TV. They have to be warped and full of the devil. Okay, so do I want to sit down and watch that? I'm not gonna put that in my spirit and I'll just get up and leave. Well, you know, you can do what you want because you're, you know, you are an adult or you control what comes into your eye, eyesight and what comes into your hearing. But music, I, if I'm beside somebody in a car and they've got their music blaring and it's F this, don't listen to it and I get offended and it's a righteous indignation. You might not care about yourself, but you're not putting it on me. So watch what comes into your sight and what comes into your hearing. Control it because that's what's going to cause your thought life to either take off positively or negatively. I don't, you know, I like oldies because I'm a child of the 60s (laughs) and 70s. But you know what? Only certain so much I can do that. And then it starts getting, mm -mm, not going there. Not going there. Got to get out my God tools. Got to cut off the radio. Got to cut off the TV. You see, I'm talking about radical Christianity. I'm not talking about just let it happen, whatever. And, you know, put on your Christian face and come to church and then go out and live like the devil. Well, you know, I know people do that all the time. I know that they do. And I, I won't, you know, I'm not going to come in and condemn you because the Word of God will do that. The Holy Spirit can do that. That's not my job. But I'm here to tell you tonight how to change some things, how God changed things in my life. And these are extraordinary things that God has taught me. And so I wanna share them with you tonight. Then understand this. Fight back thoughts. Fight back thoughts. See, don't be passive. Don't let it just happen, but fight back. How do you fight back? We've talked a little bit, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Fight back with the word. You remember Jesus in the wilderness when the devil came to bring those uh, 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 thoughts to him? Well, just throw yourself down here. You know, you're you're the son of God. God will save you. And Jesus would answer back every time. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. See, the devil can twist and warp, but he brings the thoughts, and just like Jesus, we have to fight back. We have to talk back, Amen? amen? Evil thoughts lead to evil actions. Why do you think people murder? Why do you think they rape? Why do you think they injure other people? Because they've had an evil thought life that begins in their thinking. And when it comes, you gotta talk back and you gotta answer it. Right thinking leads to good actions. Positive, constructive scriptural thoughts lead to good. And not only good, but just sound decisions. Sound decisions. We can control the gateways of our mind if we want to. Now, those are just some kind of miscellaneous things that I wanted to share with you tonight. Now, in Romans thirteen fourteen, in the Amplified Bible, it talks about there to put or stop thinking wrongly. To put wrong thinking aside, to stop thinking in wrong ways. Stop it. Well, I, I just can't help it. Yes, you can. You can stop it. In Romans 8, 5 in the Amplified Bible, it says, set your mind. Set your mind. Tonight, when I go to bed, because I have to get up at a certain time in the morning, I'm going to set my clock. Okay? He's saying you can set your Your mind. It just doesn't have to, you know, be full of rumbling, you know, thoughts being tossed around to and fro. Set your mind. How do you set your mind? You set your mind by taking God's word and you see it with your sight. You hear it. You receive it. And then you act upon it. And then you get your mind set. 2 Thessalonians 2.2, listen to this. Don't be shaken in your mind. If the devil comes to you and tells you that you're demon-possessed, are you going to believe that? No, you're going to answer back. You should. Don't be shaken in your mind. Before your life can be shaken, your mind will be shaken. Deuteronomy thirty-two forty-six in the Amplified says this. Set your minds and hearts on all the words which I command thee. And it says more than that. Set your minds and your hearts on all the words which I command thee. Now. You can either set your hearts and your minds on CSI or whatever, you know, or Chainsaw Massacre. Don't tell me that's ridiculous because it's very apparent in the time that we live in. So you can set your mind on that, or you can set your heart and your mind on the commandments of God. And what did did Moses, uh, you know, when Joshua was going to take over, what was it that was said to him? Meditate in the word of God, and the things that you see, you will do. Okay, so if you meditate, meditate is thinking, isn't it? Which means you have thoughts that you're thinking. Okay, you can meditate and you can think the thoughts that God has. And he says, don't be shaken in your mind. But I mean, you feel like you're being tossed to and fro. So you got to set your mind. You've got to meditate on the scriptures. You've got to put that before your eyes. If you've got an area in your life that where you need to overcome and you need to get victory in your life, I'm telling you, you can use these God tools that God has given you to get these things under control, get your mind set You know, it's just like a thermostat in your house. I I know the other night I I was doing something in my house and you know how the temperature fluctuates now. You know, it's cold in the morning and warms up and you know all that. And so, you know, I'm in my house and I mean I'm burning up. I'm not perspiring. I'm sweating, you know. And all I have to do is go to the thermostat and set it on a more comfortable temperature. And see, that's the way your mind is. You need to set the thermostat of your mind, if you will. And you need to set it on the things that are in the Word of God. And that means you meditate and you think on the right things. If you're thinking on divorce, if you're thinking on divorce, if you're thinking on divorce, Problems, marital problems, if that's all you're thinking on, then that's what you're going to have. You're going to start pulling all of that to yourself, this magnetism that I was talking about tonight. You're going to start pulling all of that to yourself. But if you set your mind on what God says, does that mean that if you've got a spouse who's unfaithful and they're cheating on you, that you won't get a divorce? No, I can't tell you that, but you'll probably be better off if that's what they're doing! But you take control of your mind and your thoughts and don't be tormented. Live life tormented. God wants to set us free from torment. You can't change somebody who will not be changed. But you can change you. And you can, you can change how you're dealing with how they are responding to you. Instead of living life tormented and frustrated all the time. Let the peace of Jesus come in. Use those God tools. Take down the lies that have been erected and the walls erected in your life. Let the word of God tear it down. Let the spirit of God tear it down. Let prayer tear it down. Let praise and worship tear it down. Amen? That's what God wants to do for us. Amen? Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.